Welcome back to another episode of Hapu Club. It is so good to have you here. I um, I had to laugh at myself the other day. I'm a real nerd when it comes to setting goals. I have goals journals and stuff like that. And I, I found a note on my phone that said 2021 goals. And I had written, while on six months paid parental leave, learn New Zealand sign language and te reo Māori. Now I'm 13 weeks into this parenting gig and I am honestly lucky if I get time to wipe my own ass some days. My husband Adam will come home and I'll give him a kiss and then I think, shit, I'm so sorry, I haven't brushed my teeth today, let alone showered or gone to the toilet or done anything for myself. So learning two additional languages at this point, uh, fair to say pretty unlikely. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges of being a parent that I've found so far, and as I say, I'm only 13 weeks in, is juggling the well-being of your child or multiple children with your own life, your own identity, and your own goals that you may still have. So if you are feeling like you've got just too many balls in the air, our guest today, life coach Sarah Trass, is here to help. A lot of people talk about stress being a, a real problem, but we don't have tools to manage that. So where can we start? Yeah, oh gosh, great question. Stress, um, we all experience stress in so many different elements of our lives. Um, and it's always unique to the individual as well. So when anyone comes to me and says, oh my gosh, I'm really stressed, what do I do about it? I always get them to check in with the stories that they're living in in those moments and the meaning that they're attaching to that stress, um, what that means about them, what it means about the situation, because often the stress lies in those stories because of the expectations and the pressures that we're putting on ourselves. Yeah, a lot of people talk about pressure and as you just mentioned, so much of that can be internal about having expectations. So say you're in the situation of trying to conceive and you are planning a pregnancy. You know, people say, oh, we tried and tried for years and then the, the moment we stopped trying, we fell pregnant because it, it seems that stress is a huge factor in fertility. So if you're in that situation and you know, you've, you've scheduled it, you you know when your fertile days are, so you're like, okay, we've got to do it tomorrow. <laughs> like I'm not really in the mood, but like – I also know I'm not supposed to be stressy, even though I'm planning every last detail of my life right now. How the hell do you balance both of those things? Being totally in control and totally stress-free. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful balance. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it would just be for me going, okay, just stopping, just stopping at all, stopping that kind of hustling, trying to do that juggle, trying to run ahead with this one or stop and then run ahead with that one is to just stop and go, okay, what is it that I'm telling myself? Um, so maybe the, the story, you know, I'll just use my personal story. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, for me, I've got a schedule, I've got a timeline, I know my age, I know the statistics. Mm -hmm. And so it's like having a, a small window and feeling like you've got a lot of pressure to conceive within a window. Mm-hmm. How do you take the stress off that when when the reality is biological? Oh, you know, it's not yeah. the, the stress is not necessarily only perceived. It it is kind of real. Yeah, well, I guess I would challenge the validity of that real right. Like, yes, that's a, a biological window that someone said or science have said. But again, our bodies are so different. So for me, it'd be like, okay, if there is a window that you're aiming for 
and it's feeling right. It's focusing on what's important to you in that moment and going, cool, like this is what I want. But uh, it's, it's that taking the expectation and pressure off the shoulds, like, oh, but the science says if I don't do it now in this window, then I'm never ever going to be able to do it again or else I'm going to have to wait for this to happen. Um, often it's just taking those shoulds out together. If you're aiming for that window and it's working, everything's going great, um, awesome. But if something pops up and all of a sudden it's not quite there or life's getting stressed, it's just sitting back and going, okay, where am I telling myself the shoulds, the musts? Um, like, do I actually believe that myself um, or is that just because someone else is saying that to me or science is saying that to me? Like, what are the actual facts I have that proves that this is correct for me? Um, and then going, cool, is there another story that I want to tell myself about this window that I have? Um, is there another story that's more useful for me to be telling in that moment. What about people who have been trying to conceive and have been miscarrying? Because when you talk about that story in your head, I, I know a lot of people tell themselves that it's their fault and that they have failed in some way, even when they know consciously that's not the case. You can still feel that way. That one for me really leans into self-love, um, really loving yourself and taking that time to heal really to heal that um that blame that you do place on yourself even if logically your your brain's going no it's not your fault but there's that part of you that goes oh you know it didn't happen because I did this or I did that it's just really going just love yourself give yourself that space and what are some strategies for self-love because we hear a lot about self-care and it might you know on Instagram it might look like a bath and some candles on a Sunday yeah, some or oil. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what are some strategies to actually put that into your life to make that tangible my favorite one which I thought we we're talking about a little bit earlier on today it was um tuning into your body like your body is this beautiful vessel of wisdom and guidance and it's there for you all the time we get so used to sitting in our minds right and being mm. really analytical and being really logical about what we should be doing um and our body just sits there and quietly waits for us um to be listened to so i say tune into that because that's sending you amazing signals that you just need to pick up and receive um, if I've had a, a long day at work, I've been on my computer, I've sat in my car, I've come home, I'm sitting on the couch and maybe you want to watch TV or whatever. How do you tune back into your body? What does that actually look like? Putting that down. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's a really simple one. It's actually not that complicated. It's um, like you can even practice it now with me if you're... Let's do it now. Yeah, if, you're, if your listeners are driving, maybe yeah. not. But, um, it's simply just putting both feet on the ground in a set of position, closing your eyes and just focusing inwards. Just focus on that breath coming in and out of your body. If you place, you can place your hands on your tummy if you want or over your heart space. Just wow. Really focus in and as you focus, start to notice if there's anywhere in your body that you're noticing any tension or any pain or discomfort and just take note of that. And then if you were to really tune into that space that's sending you that signal, if you were to go, what's the message you're trying to tell me here? What is it that 
I'm needing and that you're trying to pass on to me, you find the answer is right there and it's always exactly what you're looking for. It's just, yeah, it's a beautiful, really calming technique. It's so simple. You can do it anywhere unless you are driving. Please. (laughs) (laughs) You've pulled over. (laughs) No, but you're right. You don't realise... how we kind of ignore our bodies until you do take a second to just go, oh, yeah, you, I forgot about you. You've been there the whole time and and I've been in my head. Yeah, it's all those little body signals that we receive throughout the day. Like everyone gets them, you know, butterflies in your tummy Mm. or a rush of heat or um, tingly sensation. Those are all messages. So if we're just stopping for a second and go, oh, what's that trying to tell me? Um, You start to understand your own body Um, more and more efficiently each time so the more you tune into it and the more that those responses start to come up you can start to make the correlation between hey when my body does this this is often what it's telling me like I'm anxious I'm stressed or I'm needing to take some time out for me like whatever that message is that it's commonly telling you and then you know how to fix it each time so it just becomes this really simple method you can tap into anytime anywhere and I find that just a much more beautiful way of approaching that self-care part over top of that analytical, logical thinking um, part because that's often what drives that in a chit-chat that we're talking mm. about. That's what drives the shoulds. It was that part of you that made the schedule in the first yes, place. exactly. And it's yeah. part of your brain that's like, no, you should be doing that. And if, you, if yeah. you're going to take some time off or if you're feeling um, tired right now, it's because you're lazy or, you know, you're, you need to keep pushing through it. It's all those things that we tell ourselves that are opposite to actually to what we're needing in that moment. So, yeah, I so say tap into the body and that's your self-care ritual will come from there. Um, what if you, you what if you've scheduled, you know, time to try and conceive, if you are planning it, and not everyone does plan their pregnancy, obviously, but if you're in that zone and then you tap into your body and you're like, actually, I don't feel like it. I'd say listen to your body again. Like it's your body. You know yourself best, right? Um, If it's not quite the right timing for you, it's not the right timing. Mm. And that's okay. Like I think a lot of people just feel a lot of stress and pressure and that can come from a time, that can come from, yeah, a window, it can mm. come from an age, it can come from a partner or – external family. Exactly, exactly. yeah. Again, it's those expectations. So – for me, it's a real hug because I always challenge expectations when people say them to me because I'm like, are they yours? Are they your expectations? Because if you don't, if something doesn't truly feel right for you in that moment or if it's not something that's maybe as important for you in your life at that stage, it's really hard to feel motivated to keep going for it or to always or to find the answer. Like I find if it's not right for you, have you ever noticed that? Like, Things just seem to happen all the time that derail you. Oh, like, yeah. You know, why is it not working? And often it's not working because it's not right and you're forcing something. Um, Or it's kind of, in a sense, the universe is just saying, this is not your time. Like, just chill, pull back. And that's a time where you can actually start to reevaluate a little bit. Like, it's, again, it's like a message to you going, okay, if it's not working right now, assessing your life a bit and going, What's going on with my life, which maybe is causing this to not fall, uh, follow through? Like. Mm, it's taking that time to kind of reflect and, yeah, and listen to yourself, to listen isn't to it? Listen to yourself again and, yeah, really just shine a light on your own life 
and question everything, question all those assumptions that you're living in, question all those expectations you're living in. And then once you do that, you're more grounded in who you are. And that's where you can decide, yep, now I'm ready. (laughs) So say we are conscious and we have taken some time for some self-love, some self-care, we are listening to ourselves and then we have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it happens. How do you balance looking after a human being, being a parent, and maintaining your own identity, your own goals and dreams? Because I think a lot of people, even though they may feel really grateful and really excited for this new life, can feel like their life's been hijacked a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. The baby hijacked my life. You know what? I think that's the biggest, um, one of the biggest pains um, that you experience because the life that you had doesn't exist anymore. Like you can't put the baby back in and go back. (laughs) There's no going back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... It's, it's about being gentle on yourself and actually recognizing that you are moving and evolving into this next stage of your life and you're evolving into the next person that you're becoming and learning to look after a little little other human being that takes up so much time and energy. So first step, just be gentle on yourself. Um, just understand that that is something you probably will feel at some stage. And not to feel guilty about yeah, that as well. Exactly. And not to feel like you're a terrible person for feeling that way. Because <laughs> so many mums that I coach feel that. Um, and so many dads too, actually. Like it, it goes both ways because life does change. Um, I'd say, yeah, focus on if you're ready for that next stage. So if you're in that stage where you're like, oh my gosh, who am I? And, and you're really just focusing on helping this little being grow and trying to just get changed in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a big win, right? I think take yeah. those expectations of what a fabulous day looks like because you never know how that day's gonna go. Um things happen that change your day. So you might have about, a poonami. You might be out at a cafe and exactly, then you have an explosion. Yep. You've got no extra tops to wear <laughs> so you're walking around with vomit on your top for the rest of the day. Like yeah. it's just taking that total expectation away of what perfect looks like and what um you should be doing at that stage just it's not lowering your expectations at all it's just taking that pressure off for being um getting it perfect being perfect uh but if you are at that stage where you're like hey i feel like i can start to think about me again Mm -hmm. and what you're saying about focusing on some of my own dreams and goals don't boil the ocean like i think when you get back to it you try to do everything like oh i'm gonna get my body back I want to be you know fit into my jeans again I want to get my career back up and rolling I want my relationship to be um you know have the spark back in it um so you start piling on all these you know, goals or wants um and that's when you can start to feel overwhelmed because if you've got so many things that you're trying to focus on your energy gets really scattered and you don't end up accomplishing much in any of them and that's when you start to go oh I'm a failure or I can't do it anymore um, it really knocks your sense of confidence in yourself. So I say just pick three, five things max that you want to focus on in that year. Um, and that can be across anything. That can be your personal hobbies, um, your health, your relationships, your work. But just going through those categories that are important to you and going, yep, these are the three key things I really want to focus on this year. And just sitting on what that looks like, um, whether it might be um, getting back into a hobby um, or um, getting back into first stage of my career again 
just going, cool, what does that look like? And sitting there for yourself. And then for me, it's about just small actions for the week. Like, again, it's not about trying to fit it all in. It's carving five minutes out either at the start or at the end of your week and going, what's like, where am I at with that goal? Um, or with those top three things, where do I feel I'm at? And what are three things I could do this week that would add up just moving one step closer? And then once you've got those, just loosely putting them in. Like, don't do any hard, fast rules like on Monday, I'm going to do three hours at the gym or something, you know, do it all on that day. Just going, okay, cool. Um, I know that this time frame in the week I have half an hour gap or I know it works really well while um, baby's sleeping. I have enough energy to kind of focus on me for about half an hour before I need to move into something else. So you're like, you know where in your calendar things work. It's about loosely putting that in um, and then you know that you've got that time set aside for you, but it's not structured and that there's no flexibility. So that if it, for some reason it does have to change, if you do have a punami, yeah. <laughs> you can go, okay, that's fine. Um, I know that I want to get to that. Where can I ship that this week? Um, it, it's just, it keeps you focused on something without overwhelming you with trying to do it all. It's very good advice. Yeah. And I, I love, I do that with myself, fight with anything, like with business stuff as well, because if you're just doing the small actions and you're moving it around your week, by the end of the month, you stop and you look back and they've all added up and you've actually moved a lot, you know, you've moved forward. And you're like, wow, I've done these things. And you feel really good about yourself um, without having that that overwhelm. And feeling like you have to do everything all at once mm. and, you know, have it all. Mm, exactly. Oh, to be honest, I think that's one of the most limiting things that we try to tell ourselves is I have to do it all. We think we have to be these superwomen and that we can't be seen to not handling the jandal. Like we have to juggle all the balls mm. in the air and it's just not realistic. Uh, it just ends up with us putting on way too much on and we just get tired, run down, sick so yeah I think that's one of the key stories we need to help each other to completely blow out of the water and go you know what no I don't have to do it all um I don't have to be this superhuman um and that's okay a lot of that judgment can come from outside even with people who are Mm well-meaning um there's a lot of unsolicited advice <laughs> that comes your way when you're pregnant or a parent, and it might just be one little comment like, oh, well, back in my day, we used to do this, or, oh, you know what worked for my kid was this, and that's fine for that one person to give that one piece of advice, but if you are hearing that all day and all week and all month, it adds up, and, it adds adds up. up and you can lose your shit, like you're in danger of actually losing it. How do you deal with the unsolicited advice? Yeah, I've been in that situation where I've been hearing like sitting, I just sat back one day and was just listening to all that advice that was going forward. And it's, I can totally understand it. It feels so overwhelming and so frustrating. Uh, And it is really natural to raise your kind of shackles and to kind of defend yourself and to bite back. But that always leads into an argument or someone feeling hurt that then you're trying to fix it back up or you end up worse, you hold on to that. Yeah. And it comes resentment, right? And, and those like, family oh. relationships are 
like they're important. You know, you want to preserve those for the long term. You don't want to have a blow up at someone mm-hmm. that then every Christmas after that you're going to remember the time. Yeah. Remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> when we fought over the dummy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so my biggest learning with feedback, and it's kind of a different way of approaching it, which is quite fun to share, um, is stop making it about you. Mm. Um, feedback. It, it can feel yeah, like a it's direct really attack. Yeah. So Exactly. We, we always twist it and when people tell us things we immediately think it's about us we think that they're highlighting our weaknesses or pointing a finger at our abilities or our lack of knowledge but it's not that at all it's not a reflection of us it's actually just showing us information about that person that's giving it Hmm. you know when someone's speaking or someone's giving opinion that's based purely on what they believe um, and their experiences that they've been through um, maybe some of their insecurities or some of um, um, the experience that didn't go so well that they're like, oh, I have to share that. Um, or a big one too is it's coming from what they are needing in that moment mm. to feel like they're being loving and supportive, um, particularly when it comes to mums and mother-in-laws. Like they're just trying to help. Um, so they are desperately trying to search for ideas that can help you. It comes um, from a good place so does, often. It does. It comes from a it's place a of place. love. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then when you hear it and you make it personal, that's when it stings because you really attach it to yourself. Um, so reframe it. When someone starts giving advice, just step back and go, okay, this isn't actually about me. What is this telling me about the person who's giving it to me? Um, and it's such a wonderful position to be in because all of a sudden it just kind of like water off a duck's back. People just telling you stuff and you're like, cool awesome like that's, you know like <laughs> yeah it's it a great tool about yeah. them and you're like oh, okay that's what they worry about oh so you know if they're talking to me about what I should feed my baby that tells me a lot about what they think healthy food is or what they think um helps their um child or even themselves you know it gives insight into what how they eat and their patterns of food and it kind of becomes like a fun <laughs> so instead of getting all like defensive you're kind of like wow I didn't know that's that was enlightening like, yeah. yeah and yeah and you remain really calm and centered um because you're just sitting there going cool what can I learn about this person and their thoughts and what from that do I want to take forward or what do I want to leave and I think that's another big part of feedback I don't know why but we think we have to respond in the moment but they give feedback and we feel like we have to action it right then and there mm. or agree to it, but you don't. You can just say, cool, like, thanks thanks so much for that. Um, that's really great food for thought. I'll, I'll, I'll have a think. You know, you don't have to say, okay, sure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like they don't have a gun to your head and be like, no, feed your baby yeah. this now. Um, you can actually give yourself that space to go away and think about it. You don't have to have an answer in that moment. Um, you don't have to answer them. You don't have to respond in a way that they're wanting you to respond. That's another thing. Um, if they're searching for a response, you don't have to give it. You can just be like, thank you, you know, um, I'll have a think on it. And then go away and do think on it because some of it might be really useful um, when you're giving yourself that time to actually cool down and think about it. Um, you can say, what what parts of that were of interest to me? You know, what parts would I maybe want to look into a little bit further and then what parts are completely aligned with me, <laughs> yeah. I'm not interested in, and I'm never going to go there. Um, you know, you can kind of analyze it in your own time, and then you can pick and choose. And then the next time someone does bring it up, at least you can honestly say, actually, yeah, I've heard that a lot, um, and we've decided to do 
the opposite, you know, we've decided to go ahead with this and you can have your reasonings because you've given yourself that space to go, what do I want to take forward and what do I not? Even just talking to you, I feel calmer about everything. (laughs) (laughs) You have a, a great calming effect. Sarah, if you could give everybody listening right now just one nugget of wisdom, one tool that they can use that will improve their lives, what would it be? That's a lot of pressure on that one question. Oh, that's I, a really I'm sorry. Big nugget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, for me, it really comes down to mindset, and I could totally geek out about mindset because um, it's so beautifully complex, but so simple at the same time. Is really just bringing awareness to those thoughts that you're having, um, the thoughts that are always around your head, the things that are causing you to feel angry, stressed, upset. Um, just really take the time to step back and analyze those, like really unpack them. Ask yourself, you know, what's really behind all those stories that you're telling yourself? Um, and, yeah, sit with them. Be curious with them because we always unconsciously are living in those stories day to day and we never take the time to stop and ask ourselves how they're impacting us. And you find that, they're always impacting you then either positively or negatively so yeah that would be my probably my biggest wisdom is to start to tune in to that little voice in your head that's telling you all those stories and get curious about them and get messy roll up your sleeves unpack them and really understand them for yourself and know that you have the power to change those and rewrite your stories to suit who you want to be, um, what you want in your life and how those stories are going to serve you moving forward. That would be my parting wisdom. Sarah, such a pleasure. If you want more of Sarah's wonderful wisdom, do go and follow her on Instagram because anytime I see a little post of yours pop up, it stops me scrolling and I actually take a pause, take a breath and I find I learn something every time. So make sure you go and do that. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. Remember to head to our Hapu Club Instagram page and let me know if there's someone you want me to interview. I'll always do my best to wrangle those for you. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this channel so you can be the first to hear when a new episode comes out. Have a wonderful rest of your week and thank you so much for listening to Hapu Club.